Thanks for joining us at Smokies and Wine, sponsored by Clacken View Wealth Management. Working with you today to plan for your tomorrow. Get on over to smokiesandwine.co.uk to find out more. This week we are sharing a Villa Maria Sauvignon New Zealand wine with our guest, champion bodybuilder from our broth, Sam Evans. Cheers. Cheers, Sam. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. We are here with Sam Evans. You keep me right on this because I think I've got it right, but you were Miss Physique Scottish Champion 2016, Scottish Physique Champion 2018, and you won the British that year as in well. In 2018, yep. And then went on to the Worlds? On to the Worlds in Miami. Came second, second in the Worlds. Wow. Um, we'll probably come on to how you got into that and all the rest of it, but in terms of just going back a step, how did it all start then? What, how old were you even when you got into this? Uh, well, it was 2015 was the first time I'd done a show. Um, that was two th- uh, June 2015, so about probably about six months before that. So what age would I have been? Well, that's what 22, six. something like that. <laughs> 43 would have been. Wow. Yeah, 43. And what kind of age is that like in relation to everybody else? Were you? Um, that's probably quite a bit older. So the, the, the age varies. You'll get a lot of people in their 20s um, competing. You'll get people in their 30s competing. You'll also get some of the groups in some of the other types of um, groups are um, what they call masters. So you're maturer women. Um, but in my particular category, it's just all age groups. So I could be... You're competing against 20s So Yeah, and I'm competing, yep, at 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. So... There is a lot of women that have only just started in their sort of 30s or 40s, but there's also a lot more people now starting in their 20s. Wow. But I was 43 when I first started lifting the weights. Where did you go then? Because I was was doing an awful lot of running, so I literally was somebody that went to the gym five, six times, seven times a week, done loads of cardio, ran all the time, walked all the time, but never seen a change. So for a good couple of years before that... Change in shape. Change in shape. Yeah, what are you looking yeah, for? What was your target? Just... I wanted to be more... Um, I was very skinny. So I was probably about eight, eight and a half, like extremely skinny. No shape whatsoever. Always, always thought I had, like, looked okay in clothes, but never had much of a that's shape. Half, yeah, that's thin, because you're like six foot four, something like that. Uh, five foot five. Foot five. <laughs> All right, jeez, wow, wow, that is... Oh, wow. Yeah, so just... Pretty much went to the gym, done cardio, done classes, but didn't see any change. Didn't see any change in my shape. Just felt fit, but never, didn't have any definition on my arms or legs. And women historically have a really flat bum. Men are quite lucky because they play football, so they have quite a nice backside. Oh, JB's is amazing. (laughs) Um, But women from behind, um, if if all they're doing is running in classes, they particularly have a flat backside, so it's not a great look. So oh, right, okay. that was probably, and then I would start to Instagram came around. Yeah. So I used to do a lot of yoga, and then mm. I would go on Instagram and post a lot of my yoga stuff. And I would do your really sort of your yoga where you were balancing on your hand type yoga, um, and just followed a lot of people on Instagram and seen quite a lot of American physiques where the women were much more muscly but not manly muscly, quite feminine, a lot better shape, better legs, better backside, better arms, shoulders. Um, and I just thought, you know, I'm going to start lifting weights, but didn't really know, you know. I was about to say, did you think you want to be like that? That's you what thought, I want to be like, All right, yeah. So That's what I want to look like. Straight away. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So you went from, I'm going to have a go at that, to six months later being in your first competition? 
Yeah, so I probably started training around the June 2000, and maybe June, July, August 2014, um, lifting weights that I did, but not over massively lifting them. And then there was a powerlifting competition in December 2014. And now I'm having to use my memory. See what happens when you get older, you forget what year it is. <laughs> I can agree with that, definitely. So... Uh, done a powerlifting competition and very first one there was no other women um doing it it was the men at the gym doing it so i thought you know what i'm going to do it just for myself to see if i could push myself to lift a boat more weight um done that really enjoyed it and then from there started to and that was in the december 2014 and really started to push myself lifting a lot of heavy weights like um deadlifts uh, bench shoulder press and then the competition was in the June again didn't really have a, a clue what I was doing in June 2015 for the competition had been to watch it the year before and thought mm, I could probably do that and always felt that I wanted to achieve something that I could say one day you know this is what I've what I've achieved and that's kind of how I got into it mainly to, to change the shape and then once I started lifting the weights I liked it that much seeing what other people looked like went to watch a competition because somebody at our local gym was competing and thought, oh, I actually quite Six like to months, do that. Six months, that's rapid, isn't it? Compared to other competitors. It is, but in if you see me in 2015 in comparison to when I won the British in 2018, there's a significant difference yeah. in how I looked. Yeah. Like, massive difference. I didn't go in in 2015. I came third out of six women from a first competition, but I didn't go into it. I, I went into it looking okay, but nothing like what I did yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, or what I should have done. Yeah. Based on your shape. Based on my shape, yeah. So was this a confidence thing that you wanted to change shape then? Um, yeah, it was It was definitely a confidence thing. It was right. just um, probably how people, how you perceive yourself when you yeah, look yeah. at yourself. I mean, I'd been in a relationship for 22 years, um, had come out of the relationship when I was 37, and then decided to start doing all the things that I wanted to do that I probably didn't do for the 22 years before. Um, and that was being very fit. I was very fit and active at school right. and probably should have pursued something in that, but didn't because I, I went on, obviously, to have my kids and then you go to work and you're... So you just let it slide. So you just let it slide, <laughs> yeah. And then you get outside for the odd run or the odd walk, but you don't really have the time when you're working. I mean, I worked really long hours in the type mm -hmm. of job I was in um, and then obviously having the, the kids, so didn't really keep fit until... I then turned about 37 and my kids were older by that time and I had the time to go to the gym. Yeah. So you'd the always time. been interested in I'd it. Always so it wasn't been, like a No, no, I'd always been change. massively... I mean, at school, I would do PE as my main subject all the time oh, and right. that would be the class I would do extremely well in. Do you need a, a coach? Do you just like self-train or do you need a coach for something <clears> like that? Or? So um, I would always say to everybody, I think you're better with a coach. If you think about... When I first started, I didn't really know how to lift weights properly, what weights I should be oh, lifting. How yeah. did you know what to do? Well, I d and that's probably how it took me so long to get into it. I have two really good training um, buddies, which is my best friend, Kim. Yep. And her husband, Chris, has been lifting weights for a very long time that he has, um, probably about 30 years. So he was always going to the gym and doing weights, but me and Kim would always go and do the, the classes and the just more to push you. And this was in our broth, yeah? And this was in our broth, oh, right. just at the sports centre and that, we'd just oh. go to all the classes. Um, and then we, we'd started to go to another gym, um, warehouse gym. Um, so, as I say, me and Kim hadn't really been doing the weight side, but all, always done the classes, and Chris had been doing the weight side. So we joined um, the gym, and I'd asked the owner to do some personal training, just so I could see how to lift 
like how to lift the weights, how to do the forum properly, and then after some personal training, he'd we'd all went the, the all the gym went to watch the the show because mm-hmm. somebody was competing in it from our broth, um, the bodybuilding show, and from there I thought actually I'd probably quite like to do that and based on the weights I was lifting I went from starting training to lifting weights quite quickly I adapted really really well to to lifting and was able to lift quite a lot of weight quite quickly and change shape so he'd suggested do you not fancy doing the competition and I thought yeah do you know what I am going to so how often did you do this then weekly in a week the training yeah like just casual were you just one once a week or uh, no tra- um, so I went from probably completely non-weight training to training five times a week wow i was doing crossfit as well um and um the weight training that's uh, probably about five or six times you a might week. hear on the pod that that's jb pouring some wine actually <laughs> we've chosen because we're obviously we're called smokies and wine this is villa maria it's a, a rosé or a blush sauvignon this was chosen by sam actually so hopefully it tastes decent i think Cheers. Again, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Sam, and thanks cheers. again for coming along. I'm trying to get my head around going from I know. nothing to being in a, being competitive. So I'm obviously a fuller figured man. Um, <laughs> he's he's a skinny guy. Are you saying that if he did the work within uh-huh. six months he could be in a I'm competition I'm not saying within six well in six months you could go in a competition I'm not saying within six months because remember I didn't go from being skinny to being exactly how I wanted to be in six months but what I did is I, I went from being skinny to having shape in six months not having the that's, muscles that I've got yeah. now yeah, but that's having, still impressive man. But six it, months but that but was five I, five times a week that was five to, at least five times a week four or five times a week and sometimes I was doing CrossFit and then going and doing the weight training after CrossFit um, but I had to stop, there'd come a point where I had to stop that because the CrossFit was impacting, I had to make a decision which one I was doing. Because there's CrossFit competitions and things, isn't well, there? Well, yeah, right? and I wasn't looking to do the CrossFit competitions, I was just doing the CrossFit because it was very good for cardio and a lot of... And is of, that not what you're looking for? In and that's other, not what I'm looking for, Would no. that detract from it? Or? Yeah, it would have, the right. CrossFit would impact on the amount of muscle I was trying to build because you're doing a lot of um, other... Also, as well, I was getting injuries with the CrossFit because you're doing everything really fast. Yeah. So it's not concentrating on your muscles. So I was getting injuries. And you're a heck of an age at this point, aren't you? So. Yeah, I was already. I was already about forty-four by that point. (laughs) That's incredible age to start. I know. I just think I find it amazing that you're starting at that age, and then the dedication. You know, doing five days a week. That did you not have a job? Yeah, I did. I think, uh, yeah, I had a well. I've always had a full time job, and wow. it's quite a demanding job. But I always think, and I say this to everybody: people are like, "Oh, I don't have the time." You absolutely do have the time. If you choose to have the time, you'll make the time. It's always the case, though. It's like anything, though. If you love it, yeah, absolutely. you'll make time. So you yeah. obviously enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, if it was a yeah, if know, I did, if it was a chore, I wouldn't. Have, you wouldn't do no. it. Yeah, like I, I had a friend in Hong yeah. Kong who was a, a fitness instructor, and he said he was only a fitness instructor, and people only employed him to make them go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I was just to think, well, if you're not happy to go to the gym. No. You know what I mean? No, it's... while I would have a coach, I wouldn't have had needed the coach to get me to the gym. Yeah, exactly. I only got a coach so that they could show me how yeah. to do all the things. So, But I would still go to the gym. I didn't yeah. have a coach five times a week. I would have a coach once a week. And I would then go to the gym. But you were at the gym looking forward to it and enjoying it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, when the the gym shut at Christmas and New Year, I'm about pulling my hair out. Yeah, that's half the battle, (laughs) isn't it? Yeah. Do you have a coach in it then? 
So my coach now, yeah, so I have a, a bodybuilding coach. So Vicky McCann, who is a um, pro bodybuilder, uh, world bodybuilder, she's been doing this for over 30 years. I mean, Vicky herself is in her, um, just, she's uh, 50. Um, she's been competing and world champion and professional bodybuilder and been doing this for over 30 years. So she coaches me for the shows now and my diet. She does. Would you be in the same shape without her? Um, so I think I she doesn't coach me on the the, the training because I've all, I've always because of when I started the training I've been able to train myself. So she'll give me hints and tips on the training. She coaches me on the diet and how I look for the show. She does. And so she she comes to Arbroath as well, or uh, she lives in Perth. All right, so she you, does. So she has it. They have the Body Academy gym in Perth. So you go through there. So I'll go through there. And yeah. she gives you like a yeah. quick sort of reset so or whatever. What they do um, for all the competitors um, is they can go through. So once a month, she does a um, classes where everybody that's competing can go, and they'll help you practice your posing. Right. So she does that out of her gym in Perth. So she's like the Obi Wan Kenobi of Scotland or something. So basically, so more, all, more yeah. than just you, that everybody. Yep, and then there's all the they've got. She's obviously um, good friends with all the pro men bodybuilders, yeah. so they'll be there helping the guys for posing for doing the competition. Is there a bit of a community between it's, the girls and the guys? It's very much like a family. Yeah, so yeah. the guys would give you tips and vice yeah. versa. So it's yeah. not like us and them sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because me and me and Vicky, when Vicky competed, Vicky competed in the physique category, which is the same category as me. Whereas there's lots of different categories, so uh, mine and Vicky's category is the same as the male category, right. but in the female. Yeah. And then you've got the bikini, which is diff- which is a different. That's a fe- They've got different poses. Whereas my posing and Vicky's posing is the same as the the male posing, because it's basically the women's category of the male bodybuilding. And she was a world champion. She's a world champion. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you've came second in the worlds. Mm-hmm. So is Scotland. Um, just trying to get my head around. Is that like I a thought hotbed? America would be the, you know, but Scotland's well, obviously got a lot of. Scotland if you're has. In the world and she's been a world champion. Mm-hmm. You're aiming to be a world yeah. champion. Yeah. We, Scotland yeah. must be pretty decent at this. Well, it is because we've got people like David Kay in Dundee who lives in Dundee, right. and he's a, a pro world bodybuilding champion that he has, and not just once or twice. He's three times. Wow. Um, and you have to go to America for all this, I presume. So we, yeah, much. we go to Miami. So um, is, it, is it if it happens this year? Is it meant to be Cayman? It's supposed to be the Cayman. I'm supposed to be the Cayman Islands last year, and oh. it's supposed to be this year. And I would be hope to. Why I is mean, it not somewhere like Stonehaven or something? <laughs> uh, well, the, nice. the year I so um, 2018, they done the British in Perth. All right, that okay. they did. So the British. Remember that? You yeah. Remember? So I was in that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the Cayman Islands is Bikini's be... Perth doesn't really matter, no. does it? Really, does it? <laughs> no. Let's hit the beaches. No, I know. I mean, the Caymans is phenomenal. I went over there in 2019 with Vicky um, and, and Guy, her husband, who um, runs with the BMBF um, with her, which is the federation that yeah. I compete with. Um, so we all went over to have a look at the venue and they ran a show over in the Cayman Islands and it was absolutely incredible. The audience was incredible. Um, so that's why we decided to to have it there. You said BNBF there. So that's the, the British Natural Bodybuilding, Bodybuilding Federation. Federation. Yes. There's also the, the Drug Free Athletic Coalition. So right. the, the, Are they different the, things the BNBF no? is drugs free. So right. it's it's that's the only one federation 
on their own for the bodybuilding that right. I compete with. So what kind of testing goes on to make sure? Yeah, so it's very, yeah. Drugs, man, let's come on. <laughs> it's very, um, I mean, I was probably surprised because I remember thinking, how do you know? So every competitor, so for example, when I won the Scottish, I'll go by my example, that's probably easier. So when I won the Scottish, I had to have a, a drugs test as in a urine test mm. immediately after I walked off stage. Right. You can't go and just go and meet your friends and go for drinks and then come back and get it. You have to get it immediately. So there's no tampering or anything like yeah. that. Is it like, I'm, I'm big into the boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And, and with the boxing, someone literally follows them about because obviously straight after a competition you can't always go you might have might be three hours later well i was about an hour because i was dehydrated so i had to drink about three bottles of water but you have to wait in a room so the person that's doing the drugs test waits with you and you're having to try and drink as much water as you can so yeah somebody has to be present it's exactly the same the conversation there would be pretty cool eh? (laughs) small talk for three hours they've actually got to wait outside the room though you know They've got to wait in the room. Yeah, the, ah, that's what I mean. Yeah. The conversation you'll be chatting about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not quite there yet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the first time I got mine done, who is now an extremely good friend of mine, Flossie, um, who, because um, everybody, everybody with the with the BNBF volunteers, so we all volunteer to support it. Right. That we do. So at that point, I didn't really know the BNBF people because it was just my second competition. I hadn't really got to meet them all. I knew who some of them were, but Flossie. Who I'd never met before, she had to come in and do my drugs test, and I'm thinking, Jesus, this woman who I've never met before is going to have to stand with me while I do a test. You read about <laughs> people that know the the cycles, yes. Okay, that I could take something now and it'll mm-hmm. be out of the system. Then, do you? It's the whole Ben Johnson thing, isn't it? Yeah. That have you ever been in a competition and thought they've been doing it? Um, I think it's. I think the more and the longer that you compete. I think you get to look at people and probably think, have they or have they not? The like, for example, pin, yeah. if I looked at a, a non-drug-free federation that was untested, I could possibly, and I'm not saying I'm right, yeah, yeah. but I could possibly look at a, a, a people on stage and go, I'd be a bit suspect about, about that. That I would. And I think when you've got people <coughs> running the federation and the, and the pro guys that have competed and trained really really hard and won their pro cards and completely drug free they would be able to look at people because they've got the experience they've been around for a long time they could look at people i think the longer you do it the more experience you get yeah, and the easier it is to spot. you'll see the little nuances yes. and go yeah that's, and there is that's some, not full training uh, well it's not even it's not even the builds because i look at even my build or as i say some of the pro bodybuilders their shapes are phenomenal yeah but i know how hard they train yeah and obviously men have testosterone, which gives them the ability to train hard. It's easier for them to grow sure. than it is for women because women are reduced on the amount that they can grow. Um, so, yeah, there's obviously... So as well as that testing, when you get to the British, in order to... So once you won your... So there's a qualifier for each part. Yeah. And then you've whoever wins at the qualifier or whoever gets an invite to the British... Just before they go to the British, they have to have a um, polygraph test. Yes. So a lie you, detector. A lie detector. Because you could, like you rightly said, you could be taking something right up and then stop maybe a month or something uh, before yeah. and think, well, that's going to be out in the system. That's, yeah, that's what So they nobody's ever yeah. going to know. It's all, drugs is all in training, isn't it? Yeah. So we've got extremely good polygraphers. So, for example, um, two people used to come over from America and do the polygraph test. 
um, people that had trained to do that and knew what they were doing would wow. come and do it. So they have. Cool. There has been possible times where they've um, been able to identify that somebody might not be telling the truth. Did they stick to a script or did they ask you other questions as well? So uh, the, the, <laughs> it's the, got nothing to do with bodybuilding. I'd be tempted. Do you fancy? Oh, the, 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 <laughs> so so no. They'll have questions. We're just doing some ask. test questions here. Yeah, but. they'll just they'll have a list of questions that'll be completely random questions because then they can tell if you. So for example, they might ask you, um, "Have you ever lied in a test?" As in an exam at yeah, school, yeah, yeah. so so uh, most uh, people. JB fails so, oh, really? <laughs> and that's a common one because how many people possibly mm. have done some form of have test? Have you ever cheated on your partner? Yeah, have things, yeah. You know, or have you ever told a lie to get out of a to get out of something? Yeah, so there, so you're not going to just be questioned. It's not like a list of questions. So far, I'm past You've got all the connect. So you've got right. basically the all the it's to do with it's all the, the, the points, of your, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you're you're completely attached up to a computer, and then with that computer, they'll then read it. But what they'll do as well is, if they're not sure, they'll ask you again, right. and then they'll ask you again, and then you might have a break and they'll ask you again. But it is supposed to be pretty accurate. How many times have you been polygraphed? So I've been polygraphed, so that was in 2018, I was polygraphed before I'd done the British, and then in 2000... And I assume you passed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was just I was just waiting to say actually yeah. So in 2016, sorry, was the first year I was polygraphed because I got 2016. So you've been caught out there already. It's a lie. <laughs> she, she fails. She failed immediately. See? Yeah, now I can't remember. So wow. got you. I better get this right for future. Eh? <laughs> sorry, uh, we'll cut that bit. Yeah. <laughs> so 2016, sorry, was the first year I got to the British. That was the year that I came fifth. I won the Scottish in 2016, came fifth in the British. Then in 2018, I took a year out because I realised in 2016 when I went to the British that I wasn't ready enough. So were you miles behind the other No, it wasn't or? that. It was my legs. So because I was extremely skinny and I'd been a runner, my legs are are really hard to... Legs for women are hard to build muscle yeah. and mine's is even harder because they were extremely skinny. I mean, I had no shape to my legs and that backside, it didn't exist. Um, so my upper body... If you look at my pictures from 2.16, my upper body from 2.15 to 2.16 went significantly grew because that was obviously genetically my stronger area. Yeah. Whereas that, my leg, like you're saying, is that the easier parts to build? Oh, as the a easier parts to build for me. But some women are some women are their bottom half. It depends how oh, you're... Because right. women are different. Women, some women will have the bigger thighs and the bigger legs and the bigger glutes. And some... And a very small... Like my friend Kim, who I train with, me and her are complete opposites. Mm-hmm. She'll have the lower half will be slightly bigger, and her upper right. half will be more petite, and she's got a tiny waist. So everybody's waist. on different programs. So everybody's completely, absolutely, oh, wow. completely different. So she would spend a lot of time building her upper body, whereas I, I like building my upper body, <laughs> but need, actually need to spend. Is that easier? It's I find it's more more enjoyable. I'm. You tell me you skip leg day. I don't. I never ever skip leg day. I just find it a lot harder to train. That I do I because I don't like a bar on my back. Ah, uh, I'm the same. Yeah. Is it all squats and stuff? Squats, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't go yeah. to the gym, but yeah, yeah. it's all squats, squats and doing. Yep. Is that boring? Yeah. Do you and do calf raises. I do. I mean, calf raises. Any other leg thing is fine. It's the bar on the back for me that get. I mean, I've I've I have pushed myself on leg day. I think the highest squat I got was um 112 and a half kilos, um, and that was quite horrific. <laughs> Jesus, um, that's the equivalent of me, roughly, isn't it? It's you and a half, I think. And I weigh, on average, between 60 and 65 kilos. 
what were you before you started all this? Oh, um... Sorry, hold on. So, sorry, you're weighing, you're lifting twice your weight? Mm-hmm. So I can deadlift... So you're basically putting JB on your back? That, if I was squatting, yeah. And how many, what? How many of them are you doing? So I would only do one or go. two. <laughs> I would only have done about one or two in that weight. So a comfortable, a comfortable squatting weight for reps would have been 80 to 90 kilos. So you could, you could no offence JB, but you could do a few few reps of me on your back you then. Throw you a bit like a rag doll. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> throw me around like a dog toy. <laughs> What's going on? So you could, I could, what? So you could, oh, so you could just. In squat. Not like wow. at this moment, you but if I was. Uh huh, that's mental. Like. What, what do you weigh? Uh, 71 or something. So I can so I can bench press 80. Fuck. You're you skinny. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, you're close to Bob Gilder. So are you, do you weigh six, 71? What height are you? Uh, six foot four. I'm now interviewing you. Um, <laughs> it's better, to be honest, it's better. Five foot 11. Five foot 11. So I weigh... What are you saying, like my BMI shit? Is that what you're waiting No, saying? no, no. I'm, I'm thinking, because I'm, I'm on average about 65 kilos and I'm, I'm five foot five. Holy crap. What's is that you is that your bone dry light? Like, you know? About nine four. No, no, it's about eleven stone, is What's it? Oh. Wow. Yeah. You're not soaking wet like no. This is you bone dry, not an anorak right? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Holy crap, man. Yeah, I'm I'm about sixty two, sixty three kilos at the moment. I don't tend to weigh myself, I tend to go with what I look see, in the this mirror. Was, oh, this was another thing we were gonna get into. Like, see when you've got a competition coming mm-hmm. up. What what does that involve? Because like obviously oh, yeah. you must crank it up. That's a wee horrendous. Bit. Yeah, I was waiting to say how how far out from a comp and so the training because people always have that's a, the myth that people always have when you're competing. People always think that your training becomes worse when you're about to compete. That's a load of rubbish. You train hard all the time for bodybuilding, so the training never gets less and it never get. It's not. It it will get intense, but the training should always be intense. It should never ever change or so you don't crank that up it's not that you crank it up because your training should just constantly be cranked up you should be training at the hardest every time you go in the gym you should be training as and that's why i'm saying naturally as a bodybuilder you can put on a lot of muscle because your training every time you're in that gym should be extremely hard you don't just so what is it then that differentiates between normal training and when i'm now got a competition coming up what's the difference the diet just the diet, yep. pretty much. Yeah, the diet, and you'll probably go so from... So you cut out the fish suppers and the kebabs? Cut, well, I don't even eat... Do you know what? I can't remember the last time I had a fish supper. <laughs> and I've never had a kebab in my life. I maybe what? had one once when I was drunk, and I was so ill, I've never had one again. You've never sta- staggered into Kismet no. at the bottom of the port? No. Nah. I don't. I'm just saying, I might have had one when I'm drunk, and I was so ill, I never had one again. Yeah. You know that's not the kebab. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely the kebab. <laughs> I remember it was definitely the kebab, but wasn't anything else. Yeah, <laughs> not to do with the 19 gins or whatever it was, yeah. yeah. Wow, I can't believe you've known a kebab. But, so what do you do then? What is it? I take it it's just like grilled chicken and so I would and... Well, I would eat... So my food is pretty much the same every day, but off-season, which I'm, what I'm on right now, because if I'm competing this year, I'll start my diet and I'll start my diet properly in May. But pretty much all year round, my food is porridge for breakfast with water, I add my protein... Um, porridge into, made with water. Yep. And what gives my porridge the... Do you want to... I was waiting to say, I'll show you after. Remember me to show you the size of the bowl that I eat my porridge out of. Because it's a huge bowl. So yes. I have... people like a fruit bowl or something. It's, a, it's literally... It's bigger... It's about the size of that I would eat my porridge out of. Oh. Um, and that's... I eat a lot of food. What would be... I know you said you made it with uh, 
uh, water. water. I make my porridge with milk, for example. Yeah. What, I make what mine difference? in a lager. So the difference... Does milk and, and water so the, have so the, calories the, the, the calories, the sugar and the calories, because milk has a lot of sugar and calories. So I would get more porridge because my fat because I eat too much porridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's the porridge, Jamie. It's the pot. It's definitely not the porridge. Avoid that. Feelings. Feelings. Bigger than eggs, mate. That's what you're. It was the three pints of lager you just had before we started. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so your porridge and first thing, like so, a bucket of porridge. So I have a bucket of porridge and I'll make it with water, but because it's made with water, I use a protein and it's a custard cream protein and it's by Unrivaled um, and it's the best protein on the market. Brilliant. And Unrivaled, if you're listening, that, there's a sponsorship. Yeah, Unrivaled is at the, they have... Um, if you want to say Unrivaled again, feel <laughs> <laughs> So in case you didn't hear that, Unrivaled Protein is absolutely phenomenal. So I've got a lot of people from the gym using it. My friend Kim uses it. Um, it's actually my coach's husband that created it. And he created it on the purpose that there's too much rubbish out there with too many proteins that are full of rubbish. So he created the protein for people that are, the, the quality of it is much higher. So the quality is phenomenal also as well. I noticed the difference from when I started taking the protein to the strength in the gym because of all the good pro- products that he's got in it as well. And the taste is phenomenal. I mean, imagine custard cream in your breakfast. I would especially my protein. You know how my protein do all those sort of things? Yeah, so I used to... So prior to him creating the company, um, I used to use CNP. Um, I, did, I haven't used... Kerry Kays does that. I think possibly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I used to use theirs. And... Um, at that point, you just use whatever you're you're told to use. Yeah. But when Guy created Unrivaled, I then obviously changed to that because I trust him as a person and, and the, all the things that they do for bodybuilders. So when you look at the ingredients of, of both, and I'm not saying anyone's because I wouldn't want to say that anybody's sure. products are, but the, what was quite clear from Unrivaled's products is the quality of the products that went into it and not the rubbish. Right. Yeah. And also as well, for my porridge, I can have my protein, which is about 100 and say, under 120 calories without the sugars and everything. So that makes my breakfast amazing for only probably, well, it's, it's less calories than your milk. And so I feel like, like I'm... That'd be like having six eggs in the morning, like in the Rocky movie, these, these skull and eggs. Would that be like, you've, you've crammed like a bucket of eggs in your face for, yeah, the, for the so, protein value? So, for the, so I've got my protein powder that I put in the porridge. So... Also, see, we don't eat <clears throat> huge amounts of protein. We have huge amounts of carbs. So we have a lot of carbs and a moderate amount of protein. And then if you want your veg and your berries and things like that on Because you're burning the carbs off. Because you're burning the carbs. And also protein slow releasing protein as well. Yeah. So if I get up in the morning and have a huge bowl of protein, that's going to last me longer. And then during the day, I'll eat sweet potato. I'll have two or three meals of sweet potato and chicken during the day. And then at night, I'll have white potato and chicken after I've trained because the starch is quite important yeah. after you've trained. So you're doing like five meals a day. Or like, yeah. It's, what is it? Little and often, isn't it? But, yeah. 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 So. But very similar every day. It's the same every day. And that. Must be days you get bored. I never get bored. It's really bizarre. Really? Come on. But at the moment, because I'm not competing, as in I'm not started my diet, I'll have toast and jam for one of my meals in the morning. So in the morning, instead of a sweet potato and chicken meal I'd normally have, I'll have toast and jam. And then I'll have my other sweet potato and chicken meals and then my white potato. So what happens when you get closer to competition? Does, so, it, does it then crank up even further? So as soon as I start a prep, what we call prep, 
that's it. There's no. There's How many no, months out is that? Um, I do normally about twenty one to twenty two weeks out. So that's why you start in May because Cayman's supposed to be to be September, about. Isn't it? Well, if I because I have to do the British. So I'm doing the maths. That's five months you're prepping. Well, yeah. So when wow. I, in two thousand and eighteen, by the end, I had done forty six weeks of diet. Well, we don't call it a diet. We no call diet, it prep because yeah, it's not a yeah. diet because you're eating loads. Yeah, I mean, I'm, loads, I eat my my prep is probably about two and a half to three thousand calories a day. So you're eating more than us essentially yeah. in calories. But I'm yeah, getting but maybe I'm not, not as much as you, but more but than me. I'm not eating the sugar and I'm not eating the fats. I'm eating good quality carbs yeah, yeah. and good quality protein. But there's um so I don't have so I have coffee mate and milk in my coffee. I don't have sugar, but when I get to prep, the coffee mate will go. I can have a little bit of milk, but the coffee mate will go. There'll be definitely no alcohol in for the whole 22 uh, weeks. Deal breaker, JB, deal breaker. <laughs> That's a deal breaker. Yeah. So if we could get add wine in, would you start competing? Uh, probably. And I'd be in the seniors, obviously. Just. But bit. then, so when you get closer to competition, then what, what starts to change? You know, like if you're a month out, are you then going hardcore something or... So the diet will change. So the so if you have so all the good stuff goes. Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't stuff? if you haven't built enough mu- muscle by the time you start your diet, the, you're unlikely to build muscle when you're on prep. You could build a, but you're you're not likely to build the same volume of muscle. Your whole plan is to build all the muscle when you're not on prep, and then when you're on prep, that's all to do with the diet and then intensifying your workouts. And does that like trim out and? Like a, intensify the muscle, the yes, appearance. Yeah. So you're getting so rid of So if you've got good carbs in that, you'll get a bigger pump when you're training right. as well. So really, so it you makes you look to, more chiselled and yeah, gets yeah. rid of all the fat around the muscle. But the muscles already. So there. the harder you train, the the more calories you'll burn during workout, and the more you'll bring through the muscle. Wow, that's crazy! Like twenty one weeks. How do you keep motivated? Do you know? There must be days where you go, I cannot be bothered with this. I'm getting Pringles so, and I'm on the sofa. In 2018, when I'd done the Scottish, I mean, going from, from starting on, I think I started on the 7th of January, and my diet stopped on something like the 5th of November when I was in Miami. So that's how long I'd been. So I'd been to weddings where I couldn't eat or drink, and I'd been to birthdays, and I'd been wherever. In, literally, you can't have the family up. But you just, when you're... And my coach, Vicky, will say exactly the same. And any bo- actually, any of the pro bodybuilders will say exactly the same. You make that choice. You make that decision at the start of the year. And when you make that decision, you're basing it on the fact that you're going to give up that year. Right. So that's you've already decided that yeah. that's the year you're going to do it because that's the year you're going to give it up. And if you want to win, winners will not question why they're doing it. Yeah. So, for example, I would wake up... So between the say the British in Miami, well, we were already in the bad weather because the British was in October and Miami was in November. So between the British and that, the weather was horrendous. You've got the really dark morning. So I'd wake up at, say, five o'clock in the morning having to leave to go to work at seven and think, right, I need to get my half an hour walk because you have to do a walk every morning. So I would look and it'd be absolutely pouring down the rain. I'd be like, oh, I just want to go back to my bed. And then I'd go, no, because if I go back to my bed and I don't win the competition, it's because I didn't get out of my bed and go for that walk. That day, eh? so, you have so it's to... just a walk? Is walking better than jogging? Or yeah, that... so walking's just just to get yourself motivated in the morning and oh, burn right. an extra few calories. So I don't, I n- would never run. All oh, right, so it's just get out, get some fresh yeah. air and get you motivated get for motivated, the day. Get motivated, yeah. And oh, just right. burn that extra bit of calories. Is there ever a time then chucking it a rain you're in your bed do you say to yourself 
and I don't know who your main competitors are, you might name them, I don't know, but go, so-and-so is going to be getting out there right now, I better get out yeah. and do an extra few. I always say, me and um, Kim and Chris have always said this, if you, if you don't win, it's not because you didn't do what you physically could do, it's because somebody else has, has appeared on stage better. And it's not because you, of what you didn't do, it's because somebody else just came on with more than you had. What does that mean? So, I know, exactly. So yeah. you, you couldn't do more. So basically, if I, if I do everything I can, but don't win, it's not because I've let myself down by going, I couldn't be bothered to do that walk in the morning, or yeah, I, yeah. I missed gym that day, or I had a snack when I shouldn't have been snacking. So it's just that that person has brought a better package to the competition. So you were never going to win. So there's so when you get to competition, there is a little bit of fine tuning, which could be mm-hmm. everything. So you could do twenty one weeks or whatever. Oh, absolutely. And then that last couple of days of polishing might. So the the last week be is, the winner or third. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So the last week is fine quite lines, fine margins. Yeah, yeah. The last week is is very much. Um, really important so all of it's important the training before you start the prep is really important because without the muscle you, you won't win because once you lose the fat you'll be surprised I mean I went from 66 kilos to 56 kilos by the time I got to Miami sorry 10 kilos mm-hmm. what would your body uh, fat be percentage I've absolutely no idea but I'm taking a rough guess I'm taking a serious rough mm. guess at about 7% because I was covered in veins on yeah. the upper body but yet my legs Women, women have the issue where the legs are the last to lose fat. Right. So, and also, if you don't have enough muscle on your legs, you won't see the muscle quite. So, seven percent is that I, good or bad or average? Oh, that, well, it was. I couldn't have probably got any more um, vascularity on my upper body. Probably couldn't have lost any more. So fat you could have got upper. less than seven percent. Um, or others are less. My than le- legs needed more muscle. It wasn't the fat content. It was the more muscle I needed on my legs. Yeah. But I'm taking a rough guess at that because I actually don't check. But based on the lack of fat on my body, I'm going to go with about 7%. I st- sorry, I'm still stunned that you said you'd lost 10 kilos. That's... Yeah, it was. I started off about 65, 66 kilos, and by the end I weighed about 56, 55, what's in, 56. What's that in old school stone? Is well, that, 22 is that pounds. four stone yeah. or One and a half stone. One and a half stone. Mm-hmm. Jesus, good, good arithmetic. Though. I'm doing the maths wrong there. I'm just, I'm sitting here blown away, going, "What? That's mental." How much emphasis is on the different poses then? Can can oh the poses whether you are... hold a pose better than someone else make a, a difference? Yeah. Or? So I I've ju- I judged when I was in the Caymans. So I got to oh, see yeah. So I, yeah. I judged at the Caymans and then I judged um, at the British last year. Um, so obviously. The po- so somebody's got to be in the right shape. The diet is really important. So the prep is really important because some people could have a, an amazing amount of muscle, but actually the diet could be really bad and they just don't look very good on stage. So I, somebody could look in the mirror and think, well, I look in really good shape, but the but the possibly on stage when we see them up against everybody else might have a great amount of muscle. But if and that's where before Vicky became my coach that's where I would have been I would have trained really hard but didn't know anything about the the prep that I didn't so you can see diet on stage let's say you know I mean you could well I could tell the difference yeah so if anybody that that judges would would look at the people and be able to and it and it's quite hard because you could get an audience of a thousand people sitting in an audience going oh I think they look better than them but they're standing back looking thinking they've got more muscle they don't know what they're looking for yeah um, and they do so they they all come on the stage and they've they look for 
they have to do mandatory posing yep. so they've got to do the certain posing and then they have to do um they also get a, a night show as well so there's there's a lot the the judging's harder than people think <clears throat> and i've seen somebody coming on the stage and initially i'm thinking oh they look okay and then within five minutes i think no actually that other person looks better that they do because depending on how their posing is and how they hold themselves, some people walking on stage look different than when they actually start so posing. You're marking purely on the pose. <clears throat> not no, not purely. It's it's everything. You're you're marking on their their muscularity. You're marking on their diet. You're marking so on. So you their see posing. the first impression and then yes. you hold on. So and then yeah. and that's why they've got to stay so long on stage. Yeah, because then there's other things yeah. that add into it. But also as well, the first first few minutes of somebody posing on stage, they might not look so good because their confidence. And then after about four or five minutes, all of a sudden they might start looking better. Because the body changes on stage when you start holding a pose because the vascularity and the pump comes on. And then you and the, there's a terminology called called the hardening look. So it's like a hard harder look. Right. So when somebody has got a good diet, they'll look harder on stage. So imagine tapping on a bit of steel. I always it's a really right. way, weird so, way. When I compete, so you tap wood, pretending to be steel. Pretend to be steel. <laughs> yeah. I remember in two thousand, was it two thousand sixteen? I think it was two thousand sixteen when I was competing, and I remember it would have been at the the British, and I remember seeing somebody backstage and thinking, "That's the look I'm supposed to have," because it looked like it. They looked like a sheet of steel. As in, the, the, they were rock hard. Yeah. And I remember thinking at that point, just before I walked on stage, I'm not actually there. So that's where my diet's gone wrong because I'm not, I've got the muscle, but I don't have that look. But then when they got on stage, is it, did, so they, when they, got did on, they carry the whole package? So that's so, the thing. Yeah, so, everybody, so that's where you could look great off stage and you might look in the mirror and think you're ready, but on stage with the judges, bearing in mind all these judges are pros. So all these judges have got years of experience and know what they're looking for. Oh, they're all bodybuilders. They're all bodybuilders, yeah. So they they've all exactly. got, yeah, yeah. That's what should happen in most sports. Absolutely, <laughs> like, it should be people. Yeah, yeah. Like referees in football are not ex-footballers. No, you know what I mean? It should no. be stuff. What it should be like you to be a judge then. So what? because I won the British, then I, I can then um, do judging. So obviously, um, you can't just walk in and sit down and start judging. Yeah. You have to be trained to be judged. So. Um, as I say, I've done judging at the, the Caymans and then I got to do the British. I wouldn't be allowed a world judge until I'd had a few more right, attempts yeah. um, at judging. Do you have to get a certain level in the world to be allowed to be a judge in the world or is it not? Um, no, no, like I could, no, no, I could judge at the worlds, but it would just be that I have to, the, I have to provide the proof that I know what I'm doing with judging. Right, yeah. So when I judged at the Caymans and then judged in the, the British, that allows them to to see whether, because they have your sheets, yeah. whether I know what I'm talking about. And basically, both times that I judged, my my judging was pretty accurate compared to, in, with, in comparison to the pros. Yeah, you knew what you were doing. Yeah, I knew what I was doing, yeah. yeah. But, do, but there's some people that'll, that'll, no matter how good they are at competing, they'll not, not necessarily be able to be a judge. Yeah, just a bit thick, basically. <laughs> 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 those poses then. Uh-huh. And I know there's eight different sort of poses that you've got Mandatory. to do. Is one more difficult than the other, or are they? You know, do you go? Oh shit, it's this one. Yeah. So the the poses now just come naturally. To hold the pose is quite hard because you're holding it. I mean, the ex- so you might only be on. I mean, I think at the British, I would probably be on stage 
which feels like an hour, but it's probably 15 to 20 minutes. But the t- if because I was, I think there was 11 girls at the British when I was on stage that I was competing against. Oh, you're in a group for 15 minutes. Or so you, or you're you. on, no, you're on stage all together. All right. So you all come on stage together and you have to pose against each other. And that's where the judging comes in, you see, because you're all posing against each other. Um, and it's just, by the time you get past you're five minutes, you're actually exhausted. You're about to say the fatigue. Because you're holding a pose. It's like a wedding when you're smiling, isn't it? Yeah, you're having Yeah, a... the photographer, <laughs> after about 15 minutes, you're like, Christ, my face is sore. Yeah. Aye, it's similar. So is it a pose that's harder? I think all the poses are as hard as each other. You're just glad when somebody puts you out of the back for a couple of seconds <laughs> so you can take a breather. You scratch your arse and I'm a wee fag. I've got my favourite poses, I've though. I've got an idea of brewing and I want to know your favourite right, pose. Right, okay. We'll cover off what keeps you motivated. You've obviously got a life out with yeah, bodybuilding. Absolutely, which okay, is important. Work and, and things like that. But So talk us through a, a typical day for you when you're really in the midst of training. So a typical day would just be getting up in the morning, going out for a walk, doing a walk, then going to work, coming home from work. I literally walk in the... So if I was back in the office, I would literally walk through the front door, put my gym kit on and be straight out the door. I don't stop, don't sit down go to the gym, do my training, come home, cook my food. How long would that be, sorry? Um, it, so depending on what I'm training, because you've got deadlifts, uh, so you've got back training, you've got um, chest training, so some take slightly longer. Like if you're deadlifting or squatting, they should take longer. So we're looking like an hour or...? An hour and a half probably for a good deadlift session and good squat session. Straight after work? Straight after work, yeah. That's pretty impressive, right? Yeah. So in timeline... Mm-hmm. You're up and out at 6am, 7am, yep. something yep. like that. So say I was up out for a walk at half five, come home, have a shower, go to work at seven, come home, say, five, say five-ish, go straight out the door at whatever time I get home, and then it could be, say, I don't know, half six, seven, half seven, it depends what time I get home, yeah. and then come home, cook my tea, and by the time I've cooked my tea and prepped my food for the next day, it's bedtime. And that would be a typical day, Monday to Friday for me. So what bedtime would sort of be nine? Nine o'clock. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to go to bed early to recover, is that? Mainly because I'm up <laughs> to early like in the morning. Sounds like you're knackered. You're in bed because you're knackered, man. No one's gone through my head is, how full is your sky planner? Because <laughs> you can't watch anything. I don't watch TV. There's just no time for anything else. <laughs> He's looking at the I'm size of my TV. One. What do you mean you don't watch TV? I don't watch TV. Well, there you go, man. That's a lie. That's got to be a lie. <laughs> I don't Polygraph, polygrapher. <laughs> I don't. So, She'll pass. She'll so pass until no until my granddaughter was born, my TV hadn't been switched on probably for about twelve months. No, that's pretty impressive, right? See, there's where you're missing. You're missing it, JB. I don't watch TV. Have you heard of Coronation TV Street? TV is shit. <laughs> the last time I watched Coronation Street it's was in nineteen seventy-five or something. I'm the same. It's my guilty pleasure. I love Coronation Street. So you don't put on YouTube and watch a bodybuilding competition, for example? No. What I'll do, though, is before I'm competing, I'll put on, I'll go on to the BNBF site and I'll watch some of the pro bodybuilders posing to get some inspiration for posing. Are you a geek, a bodybuilding geek? I'm a bodybuilding geek, am I? You know what I mean? Do you get magazines? Do you look at things? No, I don't buy magazines. Do you go, I want to be like, you know? No. No. And I kind of make up the posing, my routine, just quite quickly like I'll watch some of theirs and then pick out what I think I quite like out of theirs and then so it's not a standard routine you get to I get to like choose my own routine a dancing thing you can go I do this I do that yeah. I do but what you'll wow. find is in my category and the males category there's not as much like it's not a dancey type of move well I'm not a dancer so 
I prefer the least dancing the better. Yeah. Whereas in the women's category, as in the the figure, um, and the, they're a bit more dancier, a bit move a bit more. See if you ever go clubbing. Uh-huh. Do you do? <laughs> do you <laughs> no, do that, I don't do that. Or do you actually? <laughs> <laughs> just stand at the bar and watch, observe. Good enough. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's you know what I've taken out of all of this, right? Because I see, full disclosure, I see Sam quite a lot in the morning. Walk we in, have, yeah. We have the same training regime early morning. <laughs> and who'd then that's when it, is that that it stops. Pretty much. <laughs> I eat porridge and I go for a walk. She eats porridge go. and goes for a walk. We're almost mm-hmm. the same. Actually, I think you're very similar. Yeah. I know. I, know. Yeah. I can't see that. Like She should be more ginger. But other than that, well, yeah, I'm not sure about that. So do you guys get classed as... You know, because obviously so in lockdown, elite sports I'm, people... So I am. Yeah. So I'm allowed to train. Yeah. So you oh, could see, go to a gym. See, that's what's the problem with me. I'm so not elite. Have you been going to a gym? Because gyms are allowed to let you in. So I am allowed to train because I'm an elite sport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, there is a... I'm not trying to catch you out. It's no, genuine. There, there, I know so some I, gyms yeah. have opened no, up no. for only So they're not people. allowed to open, but they are allowed to have the elites. Yeah, so yeah, I'm allowed to go in and train. So have you been able to do yes. that then? Yeah. Yes. Right, okay, that's fine. That's... Yeah. You're looking a bit embarrassed by saying, by saying <laughs> not elite. Catch out, oh God, yeah, he's opened up for me. No, 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 I am allowed. It's because because it's, it's it's what you say. The pros are allowed. The pros are, so yeah. anybody, so because I'm a British champion, yeah. then British champions that are competing again, which I'm competing in a British, I am allowed to train. You know, if I compete this year, I'll definitely not compete next year because I like to take a year out between. Some people, I competed in 2.15 and then straight into 2.16 and I think that was the right it's thing to do. Big commitment. So I little, but then in 2017, I took that year off, which was again the right thing to do. And I built a huge amount for 2018. I took 2.19 off. I was supposed to compete in 2020, but didn't Obviously, because of yeah. what happened. Um, that that's common? been too long. Is that common? Do the other girls do that? Men, do they do that? Take all some people, years, some people compete every year. And just, but, but the majority of the people that have probably been successful have taken a year off in between. You get a lot of PT people, whether it be men, women or whatever. And as well as giving you little exercises and saying do five press ups or whatever it is, they preach Herbalife. Oh my fucking god! There we, go. there we go. There we go. That's it. She's that so that made a, me really ill. Sam has now opened the swear door. Right. So. <laughs> we in, knew so prior to two thousand and fifteen, I used to go to the classes, and somebody I could I seen Herbalife everywhere now, and I and I'm going to say I I'm giving my opinion. Because I don't know what's as fact. Elite, as an elite athlete. So I believe if you actually go and Google it, there has been lawsuits, mm-hmm. but you would need to That's research no, that yourself. That, yeah. So in it must be about 2013, 2014, I've seen an awful lot of promotion. I thought, I'm going to try this. So I tried it, and I actually ended up so ill that I couldn't leave the house for a month, mm-hmm. and I had to go Wait. to the A&E, because apparently, and I don't know if this is true, but apparently there has laxatives in it yeah and it ended up giving me colitis and i was so ill get away and i lost a stone in weight in 10 days where is it where do i see <laughs> why on earth would you take a capsule when you can just eat it in food uh, have an apple have an orange have opinion you know, of the herbalife it's like a multi-level marketing scheme it is absolutely whereas i'm the pt guy i bring you along and do 10 press-ups and go You'd be better if you had this little milkshake. Yeah. I could sell you these milkshakes, and all all they're doing is it's a pyramid scheme. It's exactly the same. That's exactly And then what happens is, pyramid scheme anymore. That's illegal. So we call it multi-level <laughs> yeah. marketing. Yeah. 
and they get and what they do is they they got all the people to endorse it, yep. but these people that don't use it. They're just paid a lot of money to endorse yeah, it. Absolutely. You're right. That's the thing. Like you look at Ronaldo and he's ripped, mm-hmm. but it's not because. Of but it's that nothing part. because no, absolutely not. His t-shirts right. have all got a bit. Ah, he's, yeah. he's training absolutely. every day. Yeah. And it's got nothing to do yeah. with this shit. Nope, but then you get some yeah. fat it's bloke. It's like a cult almost. Though oh, you, absolutely. You speak to these people that are into him. What is on the horizon for you as we sort of wrap up this wee chat we're having? Got hundreds of questions. I know. Give me all hundreds of questions. We'll be here all day. But what is on the horizon? I said from the start that my ultimate goal would be to get a pro card anyone listening out there you're going to have different categories of people you're going to have whether it be young people old people or whatever but really really slim people everybody's mm-hmm. body conscious these Absolutely. days you know? and you're going to have people that are really really slim or skinny or, or whatever as mm-hmm. you said yeah. right at the start you felt you were too mm-hmm. skinny and that's why you got yep. into this everybody can change their body what tips would you give someone that is you know 18, 19, 30 doesn't really matter that wants to oh I'm an ex-dome weakling I want to bulk up but I'm not confident to go to the gym and I don't have a coach you know mm-hmm. what's the normal steps they could take to help themselves out people have the perception that bulking up means that you go to McDonald's <laughs> But they do, people have the perception that bulking up means you eat loads of food and you'll end up with a huge amount of muscle. That doesn't work. Because see, when you lose the weight, there's no muscle there. To bulk up, you need to eat sensible food, like your porridge and your sweet potato and your white potato and your eggs. I mean, lots of people eat the eggs. I just, that's not what I eat because of the calories, so I eat chicken. So it's the volume of food you eat. Um, Do you know, you can, going to gyms nowadays, I believe, is different Going to the big gyms is probably quite off-putting for the younger generation. It can be very intimidating. Going to the smaller gyms, so like um, my gym, Caledonia Gym in Carnoustie. I'm Caledonia Gym. So Caledonia Gym in Carnoustie is is fantastic. Nobody feels intimidated. Everybody gets on really well. We're all really good. Everybody's at different levels. There's different sizes, different strengths. Nobody trains. Everybody trains completely different. So there's, there's no intimidation there. So what you'll find from a big gym is people stand and train themselves yeah. and everybody's staring at their cell in the mirror. And it's very solitary. And it's very solitary yeah. and it's very intimidating. From a smaller gym where you're more family orientated, like of Caledonian Gym and Body Academy, it's more about helping people out. So if I was in the gym, me and Kim were in the gym and somebody was training and not doing a very good job, we'd go and help them. And that encourages you to go back. Absolutely. Which is the key. Absolutely. That's what you're after, absolutely. isn't it? You want, you want yeah. to join a gym and not yeah. feel intimidated. And, intimidated, and think, absolutely. Oh, I'm going to go back next week. Anyone out there that goes, oh, I want to lose a few pounds, let's just say a few. Start looking at your food. That's the first I, thing. I love looking at food. <laughs> <laughs> but then I eat the food. <laughs> it's a seafood diet. Right, so, do you need it or do you want it? Oh, I won't. <laughs> I, 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 right, on, I've got a sweet tooth. Right, right, that's, okay, my, that's my right. downfall. So right. what could you change for that? People would say I'm a light eater. When it's light, I eat. <laughs> right, I so, could try and not eat it, obviously. So what could you have instead of it? <laughs> Radio silence. <laughs> that's clearly where the problem is. <laughs> we just hit it in a nutshell. <laughs> JP has just gone mentally silent. Nothing. What could we change? Yeah. Nothing. What do you mean I want to walk past Kepti Bakery? Right, do you want to know what my diet was God, prior honest. to bodybuilding, yeah. right? So me and my son were having this conversation yesterday and he said to me, we were talking about my diet. So I'd get up in the morning, right, and I'd have a bowl of Kellogg's cornflakes. I'd go to work and I'd have a bacon roll. 
Then, oh, then I'd As have, a vegan, that sounds yeah, good. So I'd have a panini for lunch with a Mars bar and a full fat bottle of Coke, right? Yes. And then for tea, I'd have a takeaway or I'd have a McDonald's or I'd have whatever, right? So prior to all this, that's what my diet would be. And then I'd eat chocolate, I'd eat sweets and I'd eat whatever. And that's what I used to eat. And then when I started training, what I started to do is I started to look at what was on the packet. And what got it for me one year, you know, the Christmas things you get, the box of the, yeah, what yeah, the yeah. kids get, the selection, selection, selection boxes. boxes. And I pulled out a mini packet of Cadbury's and it said that it had 36 grams of sugar mm. in a mini packet. And I was like, I'm not eating that. Sugar's 36, the killer, like, sugar is yeah. the killer. Uh, is. What I find meant. On, gen, so, on general weight loss, on sugar, general, is the, sugar is the killer. Come. So what you need to do, John, is, is don't... You could have said Jamie there. That's just me. That's just me spluttering. We, you, you've labelled me. You've fat shamed me. Jamie. <laughs> so anyway, yes. How do I do this? Right. It was mental, right? Uh, I was watching, reading this thing, and it was, it was, it was about portions, and it was like, you know, what is a typical portion? Do you know what a typical, genuinely, this is, is, true. A, is a table is one of the small plates. A typical portion of Quality Street. Let's go for sweeties, right? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what a typical portion of Quality Street is? What? Two sweeties. Yeah. I've had two sweeties opening the box, <laughs> going, where's the sweeties? Looking right. for the strawberry creams. I've had two. He's right. eating two while he's so looking at the two, card. Two chocolates a week would be a treat for me. Sam, thank you so much for your time. This has been brilliant. We'd love to have you on again at some point. Maybe nearer the competition. And good luck. Yeah, maybe nearer the, the competition. In the Caymans finals. You're Whatever one happens. step away from being number one. So, that's it for this week. Please like, follow, subscribe and whatever else you do to make sure you stay in the loop. Until next time, we've been Smokies and Wine.